0: Today's show is uh, quite topical. There's, uh, We're going to be discussing a subject that's been in the news a lot lately. You can't even help but uh, seemingly turn on uh, the news or social media or online without getting inundated with reports about UFOs, or as we're calling them now, I guess, unidentified aerial phenomenon. Uh, the government's even talking about them. The military's talking about it. Congress is talking about it. Whistleblowers are coming forth multiple witnesses are seeing these things. It's it's been a lot in the news. We've had government hearings and uh, still not a lot of answers. Uh, Today we're going to look at the credibility of some of the people talking about UFOs or uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon. We're going to take a look at uh, whether any of this uh, suggests any sort of merit. Who's talking about this? Is there Uh, there, there's a lot of smoke. I I don't know if there's fire to this here smoke, but there's most definitely lots of smoke going on about unidentified aerial phenomenon. Are we alone? And, uh, you know, some of these questions we're going to have to uh, address at a different time because are are we alone in the universe is is a, is a question that we could spend multiple episodes talking about and probably will Here at the relaunched and revamped When It Was Cool Dark, previously known as Dragon King Dark. Today we're just going to talk about uh, recent reports and uh, whistleblower reports and uh, claims about are we harboring alien technology? Why is there so much conversation about this recently? Is there any credibility to any of it at all? We're going to discuss all that much more. Uh, We are When It Was Cool Dark. This is episode number 372. This is a podcast all about the unexplained, the unknown, science, asking big questions and trying to find where the evidence leads us when discussing these big questions and we are based, produced, and distributed by whenitwascool.com. That's our website, and we need you to be a Patreon supporter. We have over 2,000 shows in our, po- in our podcast archives, including the entire uh, back catalog for When It Was Cool Dark. We hope you will check it out. Hope you will participate, and uh, now let's get to it. Let's get to this very interesting discussion. What is all this talk about UFOs? And uh, can we glean any sort of useful information from it? How did you happen to get in here? I ran here. You scared the daylights out of me last night. Seems like the truth shouldn't scare anybody, man or boy. You are in the right place for when it was cool dark. This is one of the most important podcasts you will listen to this week. This podcast engages in critical thought, open-mindedness, and investigates mysteries by following where the supporting evidence leads. This podcast does not subscribe nor support baseless conspiracy theories nor do we parrot the official explanation or prevailing opinion without supporting evidence. By continuing forward from this point, you agree to objectively analyze the subject matter without preconceived bias or conclusion. There's just no escaping it recently, even if you're someone who purposely avoids the news like I do. You can't help but be inundated with numerous stories about UFOs. UFOs are all in the news right now. From seemingly credible Whistleblowers, even Congress is talking about it. Numerous reports of these flying discs and orbs, and uh, even recent reports of military interaction. Uh, multiple eyewitnesses. Uh, there just seems to be a lot going on with UFOs right now that are that are. M- more credible than than anything we've had in the past, of course, today, with the proliferation of cameras and and cell phones that are able to take instantaneous video and the proliferation of just cameras in general, uh, you would think this would you know open up a lot more uh, direct evidence than we've ever had in the past, but unfortunately in today's world with artificial intelligence and Photoshop and and, uh, things of that nature. It's also uh, a prime era for uh, video editing and and, uh, photo editing uh, on a grander scale than ever before. And sometimes when you have what seems like uh, very interesting eyewitness accounts of of, uh, UFO or alien encounters... Uh, such as the one that was recent, that recently happened out in Las Vegas, Nevada. Soon the internet's inundated with you know with CGI mockups of it, uh, fake videos. And so there's no great way to tell well, reality from fiction if it even is, in rea- is reality. What do you do about UFOs right now? To me, there's, there's too much out there to ignore. There's too much discussion. And some of these people come across as very intelligent, very credible. These are people that's had uh, you know, high-level background checks and military clearances that are coming forth with very fantastic stories about UFOs. And it's hard to know what to believe. Here in 2023, it's an era where people distrust the news more than ever before. It's where people distrust others. More than ever before, making it uh, doubly difficult. So, what is happening, or is anything even actually happening? We've still, we've seen videos being released from uh, the military, even of these things they can't explain. Now, when they come before Congress, they often have very mundane explanations, or just explain it away, or talk about perspectives and things like that. And and, and certainly, this could be the case with. With some of these, but there is just so much, so much more. I guess mainstream UFO discussion than has ever been. uh, I guess in our lifetime, you have to go back to the 1950s. I guess to to get back to this amount of UFO sighting. Now, you know we're going to at least for the for this episode, episode 372 of when it was cool dark. We're going to avoid uh, I guess discussing the, the scientific explanation of whether aliens could even contact us, whether the vastness of space and, and things of that nature how, how long it takes to it would take to even travel to a uh, potentially habitable uh, planet out there. And we're, we're going to leave all that for another time and let's just talk about the stories. That we're being inundated with and see if uh, what evidence, if anything, that gives us. TheGuardian.com, from June 6th of this year, U.S. urged to reveal UFO evidence after claim that it has intact alien vehicles. You may have seen this story all over the news that the, the United States, supposedly, according to a whistleblower, has not just debris. Not just contact, but actually has an intact alien vehicle. Whistleblower, former intelligence official, says government possesses intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The United States has been urged to disclose the evidence of UFOs after a whistleblower, former intelligence official, said the government has possession of intact and partially intact alien vehicles. The former intelligent official uh, intelligence official David Grush, who led analysis of unexplained anomalous phenomenon, is the new term for UFO is now UAP, you know, that doesn't roll off the tongue as easily as UFO, unexplained anomalous phenomenon, whatever, within a U.S. Department of Defense agency, has alleged has alleged that the U.S. has a craft of non-human origin so here we have someone uh, you know an intelligence a former intelligence official this is someone who has been vetted many times for background checks this is a person who has uh, various clearances and stuff I don't know if you've ever been involved in uh, the military background checking someone this isn't as uh, simple as you know just run a criminal history they actually go and talk to former neighbors and and uh, people who have known these people I was uh, in my job as a law enforcement officer I've had the Opportunity several times to be, uh, to talk to these, uh, r- these investigators from the military for people I've, I've encountered in this job. Be it someone, uh, has put me down as a reference or so they've, uh, talked to the, uh, someone that's lived close by me or something. They do thorough background checks. It's, it's very difficult for someone who is going to make up hugely fantastic stories, uh, to, get high-level security clearances. So these people have, a, uh, to me, a higher degree of credibility than uh, does most of the general public. I would certainly trust, as did the United States government, as did the military, someone perhaps like David Grush, who had been vetted in so many different ways. Information on these vehicles, the article continues, is being illegally withheld from Congress, Grush told the Debrief, which is a, uh, a website, um, Grush said when he turned over classified information about the vehicles to Congress, he suffered retaliation from government officials. He left the government in April after a 14-year career in U.S. intelligence. Jonathan Gray, a current U.S. intelligence official in the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, Uh, confirmed the existence of, quote, exotic materials to the debrief, adding, we are not alone. So here we have yet another, uh, this one, a current U.S. intelligence official. The disclosure comes after a swell of credible sightings and reports of revived attention in alien ships and potential visits in recent years. In 2021, the Pentagon released a report on UAP, the term is preferred to UFO by much of the extraterrestrial community, which found more than 140 instances of UAP encounters that could not be explained. Now, again, it is important to note that these could still... Uh, be, you know, explainable. There's just not enough evidence to explain what it is currently still just don't know. Unidentifiable does not mean extraterrestrial. Those words aren't interchangeable. Uh, it doesn't rule that out, but it doesn't automatically mean that either. The article continues, the report followed a leak of military footage that showed apparent inexplicable happenings in the sky, while Navy pilots testified that they had frequently had encounters with strange craft off the U.S. coast. In an interview with the debrief journalists Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal, who previously exposed the existence of a secret Pentagon program that investigated UFOs, Grush said the U.S. government and defense contractors have been recovering fragments of non-human craft, and in some cases entire craft, for decades. We're not talking about prosaic origins or identities, Grush said. The materials include intact and partially intact vehicles. Grush told the debrief, that analysis determined that this material is of exotic origin, meaning non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin. The assessment is based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures, Grush said. Gray, who, according to the debrief, analyzes unexplained anomalous phenomenons while with the department, confirmed Grush's account. The non-human intelligence phenomenon is real. We are not alone, Gray said. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomenon, and yet a global solution continues to elude us. The debrief spoke to several of Grush's former colleagues, each of whom vouched for his character. Carl E. Nell, a retired Army colonel, said Grush was beyond reproach. So here's someone vouching for him, a, an, an, a retired Army colonel, someone, an officer, someone who has been vetted many times as, as credible, vouches for this person. In a 2022 performance review seen by The Debrief, Grush was described as, quote, an officer with the strongest possible moral compass. So that's very interesting. Nick Pope, who spent the early 1990s investigating UFOs for the British Ministry of Defense, said Grush and Gray's account of alien materials was very significant. It's one thing to have stories on the conspiracy blogs, but this takes it to a next level with genuine insiders coming forth. When these people make these formal complaints, they do so on the understanding that if they've knowingly made a false statement, they are liable to a fairly hefty fine and or prison. This would be true. People say, oh, people make up stories all the time, but I think it's very different to go before Congress and go to the intelligence community inspector general and do that. Because there will be consequences if it emerges it is not true. The debrief reported that Grush's knowledge of non human materials and vehicles was based on extensive interviews with high level intelligence officials. He said he had reported the existence of a UFO material recovery program to Congress. Grush said that the craft recovery operations are ongoing at various levels of activity and that he knows the specific individuals, current and former, who are involved. In the debrief article, Grush does not say he has personally seen alien vehicles, nor does he say where they may be being stored. He asked the debrief to withhold details of retaliation by government officials due to an ongoing investigation. He also does not specify how he believes the government retaliated against him. In June of 2021, a report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence said that from 2004 to 2021, there were 144 encounters between military pilots and unidentified aerial phenomenon, 80 of which were captured on multiple sensors. Only one of the 144 encounters could be explained with high confidence. It was a large, deflating balloon. Following increased interest from the public and some U.S. senators, the Pentagon established the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, charged with tracking UAP in July of 2022. So, just about a year old it's that office. In December of last year, the office said it received several hundred new reports, but no evidence so far of alien life. The publication of Grush and Gray's claims comes after a panel that the U.S. space agency NASA charged with investigating unexplained anomalous phenomenon said stigma around reporting encounters and harassment of those who do report encounters was hindering its work. The Navy pilots, who in 2021 shared their experience of encountering unexplained objects while conducting military flights, said they and others had decided against reporting the encounters internally because of fears it could hinder their career. Harassment only leads to further stigmatization of the UAP field, significantly hindering the scientific process and discouraging others to study this important subject matter, NASA's science chief, Nicola Fox, said in a public meeting on May 31st. Dr. David Spurgle, The independent chair of NASA's UAP independent study team told The Guardian he did not know Grush and had no prior knowledge of his claims. The Department of Defense did not immediately respond to a request for comment. In a statement, a NASA spokesperson said, One of NASA's key priorities is the search for life elsewhere in the universe. But so far, NASA has not found any credible evidence of extraterrestrial life, and there is no evidence that UAPs are extraterrestrial. However, NASA is exploring the solar system and beyond to help us answer fundamental questions, including whether we are alone in the universe. Pope said in his work investigating UFOs for the uh, M.O.D., Ministry of Defense, he had seen no hard evidence of non-human craft or materials. Some of our cases were intriguing, but we didn't have a spaceship or in a hangar anywhere, and if we did, they didn't tell me. Still, Pope said, Grush's claims should be seen as part of an increasing flow of information and hopefully disclosures about UFOs. He said it's part of a wider puzzle. And I think, assuming this is all true, it takes us closer than we've ever been before to the heart of all this. So, again, very interesting that we have someone, uh, multiple people in this story, very credible, uh, with very, uh, you know, significant clearances, uh, very significant backgrounds, uh, who are saying some things that could, well, quite frankly, get them in some significant Trouble, or at least, at the very least, be looked at as a as a crackpot, or uh, someone who is uh, to be made a joke out of, a uh, risk their career or something like that. Someone who, at person great personal expense, has uh, you know put themselves open for uh, potential ridicule, and I do think that is uh, that is remarkable. I think. The Monat Daily News, uh, again, this article from uh, just uh, last week, uh, says a former missile officer UFO whistleblower demonstrates tremendous courage. Announcement could have historical impact. A former Minuteman intercontinental ballistic missile launch crew commander who was involved with a September 1966 UFO incident in the Monat, uh, Missilefield says he has nothing but tremendous gratitude, admiration, and respect for UFO uh, whistleblower David Grush. So again, we're talking about the same person we just discussed, who has come forward uh, saying that you know, the U.S. government has a vehicle of unknown origin, partial vehicle debris, perhaps. And uh, the retired U.S. Air Force Captain David Schindel said Grush has knowledge of the U.S. having in its possession a dozen or more craft from the heavens, which are not man-made, and that some of the pilots have been recovered. On June 5th, Grush, a former intelligence officer, came forward with allegations the U.S. federal government has a highly secretive UFO retrieval program and possesses up to 12 non-human spacecraft and bodies of some of the pilots. UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Objects, and UAP stands for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. It is because of my long research into the UFO question, after experiencing an unworldly incident at Monot Air Force Base in September 1966, that I now congratulate Grush for having the courage to come out with this very important news. Because of his past history and vast experience in the intelligence field, Grush has proven himself as a highly intelligent, capable, competent, knowledgeable, and trusted individual. And I think that's very true, and I think it speaks to his character, and I think it should lend weight uh, to what he is saying. Although Schindel has said uh, he has a certain bias regarding such an exceptional announcement, he goes on to say, I know that Grush has revealed something that could or should have great historical impact to all of humankind from now and into the future. Schindel, who was stationed at Minot Air Force Base from July 1965 to May 1968, was involved in a UFO incident occurring in September 1966. During that incident, Air Force members from the Minot Base experienced an incident in the Minot in the Minot uh, missile field in which a flying object took off-alert all 10 nuclear tip missiles, causing them to be unlaunchable. About a dozen military members topside at the Missile Launch Control Facility observed the mysterious flying object with bright flashing lights hovering near the perimeter fence on that September night. a Minuteman Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Launch Control Officer and a Deputy Missile Combat Crew Commander, was at the launch control near Mohal where the incident occurred. And again, think about the credibility of this guy. He is literally trusted with being able to launch a Minuteman Intercontinental Ballistic Missile, a nuclear weapon. He is literally that trustworthy. I think... It's we're, we're safe to take his word on what's happening here. Air Force officials instructed the military men, members at the launch control facility and those who knew about the incident to never speak about it. And as far as they should be concerned, it never happened. The Monaut Daily News carried the front page headline, Monaut Launch Control Center Saucer, cited as one incident of outer space visitors from a story published December 6, 1966, about UFOs seen in the local area. Schindel, who is from Washington, wrote a book, It Never Happened, Volume 1, on his research and documentation about the Monaut incident and others. The book, A -a Six-and-A-Half-Year Project, was published several years ago. In October of 2021, Schindel was among military veterans involved in UFO incidents who spoke at a press conference at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. About a month ago, Schindel was one of former military members interviewed by the All-Domain Anomaly Research Office established by the Department of Defense last year to investigate the UFO situation. He said the oral history reviews were conducted with former military who have had sightings, incidents, and encounters impacting national security. Sad to say, however, I've now determined that the AARO is part of the cover-up and cannot be trusted, Schindel says. Yes, the truth is and has been out there, but the government has covered up the truth of flying objects for many decades, and there are still elements deep in those agencies that will desperately fight to hold on to the secret. To them, there are very good reasons for doing so, primarily for their own protection. It is my hope that David Grush will become a national hero in his release of a monumental secret, which is something the American people should have known about a long time ago. Grush has demonstrated tremendous courage that a few people would dare exhibit and with no benefit to himself. As for me, I have no trouble in relating to him and I have no trouble imagining the thoughts he must have had about the position he has put himself into. However, he has a huge number of people backing him, including former military, but also many others in the government and private sector who know the truth those who have previously been involved in protecting and supporting the secret, but who are now having second thoughts. And uh, so David Grush, I mean, uh, apparently he has earned the admiration of uh, former military members. Uh, This uh, article concludes by saying, most importantly, Shindell says this actually, most importantly, Congress must now step up the pressure to get to the bottom of it all, since the American people deserve to know the truth on such an important matter, which has impacted national security for decades. WhenItWasCool.com is your source for the best in retro pop culture. When It Was Cool features articles and podcasts on retro TV and movies, toys, action figures, pro wrestling, food, video games, and more. Hit the Patreon button to support us and get instant access to hundreds of premium podcasts and features. Family-friendly and fun. WhenItWasCool.com The Dallas Morning News reports UFO mania surges as aerospace expert uh, Grapevine Lecture sparks intrigue. Watchdog David Lieber shows how America's most deeply buried secret can come to light. And uh, this is from... uh, June 14th of 2023. This all started with a flyer I picked up at Grapevine Public Library advertising a Saturday afternoon lecture called The Reemergence of UFOs with Neil Pinto, a program manager for a local aerospace company. That alone surprised me. When the watchdog thinks of library lectures, I think of mystery writers uh, reading excerpts from their book. I don't think of unidentified flying objects with aliens from advanced civilizations, so I went. Pinto, who previously gave this lecture at the Copple and Louisville libraries, turns out to be an earnest, thoughtful, responsible scientist who knows how to put on one heck of a slideshow. Yet, the scientist only supports what he can prove. He admits there are many more questions and answers, and that's what I like about you know these earnest scientists. We've uh, we've talked about uh, you've heard in some of the uh, excerpts leading up to this of many scientists coming out against the uh, the peer uh, review process and and the flaws with it. And uh, if any of you are familiar with Dr. James Tour and his arguments uh, on uh, on uh, evolution, then there are you know. I like scientists who really know their stuff, who don't overreach on what they're saying. And uh, if what they're saying doesn't agree with the uh, established story, uh, well, then that's a science problem, not a theological problem. And I like dealing with those better. Theology, we can go any direction for thousands of years based on various religious texts from different civilizations and societies and cultures. We can go anywhere with theology. With science, we've got to nail down facts, and I like dealing with science. I like dealing with just the facts. This uh, article from the Dallas News continues, based on eyewitness accounts, these flying saucers supposedly can operate in space, in the sky, on land, and underwater. The closest planet with potential life is at least 4.2 light years away, which in our world means a long, long time that we can't fathom. The craft have no wings or visible means of jet propulsion. They make no noise, even traveling faster than the speed of sound with no sonic boom. Their acceleration capabilities go far beyond anything we know. On the same day as the lecture, coincidentally, another chapter in this greatest of all human mysteries was written. Pinto recommended we read a report posted a few hours earlier in the Politico headlined, If the government has UFO crash materials, it's time to reveal them. Author Christopher Mellon is a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. He writes that he is assisting four government whistleblowers who claim to have knowledge of a secret U.S. government program involving the analysis and exploitation of materials recovered from off-world craft. He claims the government has spacecraft debris and is trying to reverse-engineer the evidence which, if successful, could bring about a revolution in energy, transportation, and material technologies. We might be able to accelerate a transition to clean and cheap energy, perhaps even develop superconducting materials and propulsion technologies that are now the stuff of Hollywood movies. Mellon writes that the information he is trying to share with the public might prove destructive or, for many, simply terrifying. Is disclosure in the best interest of the public? Am I doing the right thing working to bring what could be America's most deeply buried secret to light? But he concludes that even though disclosures would at first be shocking and disorienting for many, we can handle it. Democracy, he argues, requires transparency. In the days after the library lecture, more whistleblower news stories appear. Newsweek, did U.S. government admit to possession of alien spacecraft? The Atlantic, why everyone is suddenly talking about aliens? The New York Sun, whistleblower. U.S. has been sitting on recovered crafts of extraterrestrial non-human origin for decades. A Pentagon spokesman the said the government has not discovered any verifiable information to substantiate claims that any programs regarding the possession or reverse engineering of extraterrestrial materials have existed in the past or currently exist. That's a very government statement right there. This is the 15th anniversary of the Stevensville UFO that was seen by dozens of Earth County residents. In January of 2008, a dark object the size of several football fields hovered over the region. Dozens of witnesses saw this. Its lights were super bright and it moved incredibly fast. What gives this some credibility is that so many people saw the same thing. Some said they also saw fighter jets chasing after it. What happened afterwards is what makes the case even more fascinating. At first, the Dallas Morning News reported that U.S. military officials repeatedly denied they had any flights in the area that night. One spokesperson suggested the UFO could have been an optical illusion. But after locals disputed that, two weeks later, the U.S. Air Force changed its story, saying an error was made. Ten jets were engaged in training exercises at the time and place. A spokesman blamed the embarrassing misstep on an, quote, internal communications error. Yeah, listen, as somebody who's worked for the government for 31 years, if you don't think they're lying to you about a lot of stuff, then you, my friend, are a fool. We lie to people constantly. Propaganda campaign. The library lecturer presented a timeline of UFO history. Afterwards, I found a government report he mentioned from 1953 known as the Robertson Panel Report. I mention it because it was supposed to get to the bottom of UFO sightings, but instead it helped mastermind a cover-up that lasted for decades of denial. Clearly, its participants were worried about public panic. The report created a two-part public relations strategy. First, examine the mystery itself. Then second, kill it with a plausible explanation. As an example, the report states the mystery of World War II pilots who thought they saw UFOs. Plausible explanation? Oh, that was light reflections from crystals up in the air. The report said Walt Disney Company can make animated films. Amateur astronomers can help spread the gospel, along with business clubs, high schools, colleges, and TV stations, all of whom could assist in the disinformation campaign. Now, here we are more than 70 years later, and we still don't know the answer to the most important question perhaps in all of humanity. During the busy week after the library lecture, the U.S. House Oversight Committee announced plans to hold a congressional hearing and prepare an updated report. The focus could be on whistleblowers. Lecturer Pinto said that the idea of extraterrestrials is something impossible in our heads to understand. To me, the earnest scientist told the library audience, there seems to be something going on, but I don't know what it is. And that's my position too. That is most definitely my feeling on it. I feel like there's a lot of smoke, so there must be a fire of some type. I'm just not sure what that fire is. Maybe it's a controlled burn. Maybe people got this under control. Maybe it's a potential raging wildfire. I'm not sure, but what I do know is there is smoke. When It Was Cool is your home for retro pop culture fun. We feature hundreds of podcasts on classic TV shows, movies, retro sports, toys, history, music, wrestling, and more. Tons of free podcasts and hit any Patreon button for a deeper dive into our premium shows. WhenItWasCool.com, fun and friendly.